0: In the beginning there was nothing. Then there were comic books. Once you enter our world there is no escape. Comic exposure begins in three, two, one.
1: Welcome to the Comic Exposure Podcast. My name is Josh Buckley. And my podcast pal, my one and only mustachioed little rat boy, is the one, the only. It stinks.
0: Travis Rats here. Did you get? The, you know that reference? Do you know that reference? Are you? Tr-
1: yeah, you were being what's his name from Lyle? No, John. John Lovett. Lovett. I just said Lyle Lovett. <laughs> <laughs> John Lovett's from uh, The Critic.
0: That's right. Yeah. And the reason I'm yeah. on being John Lovett's from that. Forgettable 1999.
1: Beloved. Oh 1990s, man, that is a <laughs> uh,
0: cartoon show. Is because you have joined us on a comic exposure variant issue and we're going to be reviewing
1: some stuff today.
0: Yeah, uh, we're, we're at- going to
1: talk movies, we're going to talk TV, we're going to talk all sorts of junk. You were on that episode where Travis and I just like to shoot the proverbial comic book bullpucky with one another.
0: And they're not filler episodes. Me- they're not filler episodes. No.
1: No, 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 we could have, we could right now, we could talk about a comic book that we fully read Mm -hmm. and have dissected for you. But honestly, Josh, I think people prefer these episodes. Anyways, they probably (laughs) do. They probably, it's more topical. It's It's like, uh,
0: I want to hear someone talk about the suicide squad for the 40th time this week on a podcast.
1: Right. And luckily only one of us watched it. So we won't be able to talk about it that much, but you are in for a treat as Travis and I are going to talk about a bunch of junk and Lord knows where we're going to start with any of it, but Travis, you're joining me from a new location, a closet in Guam. R. Kelly. Um, a closet. I don't think we can make R. Kelly references anymore. He's definitely a dude. Who's- R. Kelly is the only person who's ever gotten trapped in the closet in history. I, no, I don't think it's that part. I think it's the oh. part where he did the other bad I do have to use the, the restroom, actually. I should have gone before yeah. the podcast. Mm. Well. <laughs> Too late now. Now we're in it. Yes. In more Power ways in than it. one, Josh. We're, yes. You've thoroughly stepped in both the closet and it. So here we go. Travis, Let's let's chat. Lots of things going on in the world of nerd. It feels like after the... Pause. Oh, I thought that you were
0: about to go, like, lots of things going on in the world. Let's talk about Afghanistan.
1: No, no. <laughs> uh, so after the pause because of COVID, and I still, well, this is not to say we're out of it, because I still think we're, you know, Delta variant, am I right? Uh, but a flood of media has hit that I think has been held back. So we're gonna talk a little bit about said flood. So let's let's start. Yeah, we start Travis.
0: I would say over the last two weeks, I've gotten media waxed.
1: You've been lots. I've been media waxed. Uh, We've watched (laughs) lots. We've watched lots of things have come out into the world, whether that's on Disney Plus or at the movies or everywhere. Travis, let's 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 go. Let's go back to July,
0: baby. Let's go back to July because that was, I think, really the big. Um a nerd media rollout that people were waiting for was the release finally of Black Widow. Starring the titular Black Widow. Scarlett Johansson.
1: Yes, yes. Uh, Scarlett Johansson finally got her own film for Black Widow. Long deserved mm-hmm. uh, popular character. They didn't give her a movie until they killed off Black Widow in The Avengers. But she's back. Not really, it was a flashback, and we've got her family, and espionage, and what did you well, think, Travis? What I got a qu- I got question started?
0: for you uh, first, let's, let's take a step back, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and also, I, did, I should mention this up top, if you hear this echo, it's because I'm in an empty apartment, this isn't our normal sound setup, so if it's your first time tuning into this podcast, and you're like, I don't want to listen to this, the uh, voices are uneven, or is echoey,
1: then come back, come
0: back. We got it.
1: We got it. Yeah, Travis is recording in a closet in Guam in yeah. an empty apartment.
0: I need some furniture. So, I need some uh. The, I, what tapestries? Mean? You need tapestries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cushioning.
1: Yeah, you need some like egg egg cartons, foam yeah. stuff, uh, egg foam things on the wall. Uh, uh, but I right, so here's my question I want to ask. Oh, I forget. Yeah. Were you excited about this movie? I. You know what I. I thought Black Widow's a good character. I liked her a lot in most of the outings that she's been in. I didn't think she was great when she first showed up. I think they played her as sort of like a, like too much femme fatale in Iron Man 2, I think is the first time she showed up, but I thought she was good in Avengers. I, Scarlett Johansson kind of makes that. I think her appearance in Avengers really sets that character up really well. I think they weren't sure what to do with her in some of the other movies, but I was excited to see her kick some butt Um, because i think she's the sort of closest to captain america because they're you know you they're winter soldier is my favorite of the marvel movies Mm, and she's a great she's great in that sort of spiral in that one so i was looking forward to see it in its own thing
0: when i when i watch uh older marvel movies you know you, you watch them i find that I enjoy the character of Black Widow more and more than I did, I think, when they were first initially re- released. I think with the spectacle of the other characters and kind of mm-hmm. their personalities of some of these male leads in these movies, uh, that it was harder to go into a theater or even a second or third viewing and really give Scarlett Johansson her due shrift, right? Uh, as yeah. an actress, and also how she's portraying Black Widow in this. So... Well, over the past uh, several years, I've liked that character more and more. Maybe also, I think, with Endgame, she had a, a pretty good role in Endgame. And, and uh, what was the one before? It was Endgame and... Infinity War. Infinity War. I thought she had... They gave her a little bit meatier parts in that. And she had, that, of course, that, that big sacrifice there. So, um when this was supposed to be the, the first movie it's supposed to be last
1: the, year, right? It was yeah. supposed to come out
0: last year and, and last year I, when it was coming out, I wasn't super excited for it, but because there hadn't been like a big Marvel release, right. I found myself being really excited to get into a theater and see this movie.
1: Yeah. All the we all went, me and Renner and my wife all went to go see it. Like it was like, okay, this is the first movie that we'd all been to together. Actually, I don't remember. Maybe we saw a fast, few, Fast 9. I think you saw Fast 9
0: together. We saw Fast
1: 9, it. and then literally the next weekend we went and saw Black Widow all together. Um, oh, but wait, was, let, me check, let me check my diary. Yeah. Do your diary. Yeah, yeah, Today is, I feel sad. Um, I was going to visit
0: Josh and his family, but they're going to see Fast 9. I didn't get an invite, but it's
1: okay. Some things
0: are just families. <laughs>
1: it's family Uh, but so i i was excited to go see it to see the spectacle you're right it's that thing where i hadn't seen a movie in a long time and to go see the big marvel thing is always fun that's my like i'm a popcorn movie kind of person it's Probably part of the reason why we do this podcast and talk about comic books—the spectacle of it—is what I enjoy, and so seeing it on the big screen, I, I was I was really excited to go see a movie again. It's weird that you said spectacle because it's it's an interesting
0: word to use for this movie because. Uh, there, of course, there's this really, I mean, very cinematic spectacle set piece at the end where he had this big airship plummeting well, from the sky. And at the beginning too, right? Yeah. The
1: beginning is and the end is, but there's this long. The middle, piece in the
0: middle is, of- is 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 more toned down, conversational, longer scenes that I've seen any Marvel movie. Uh, yeah. Prior to I, that,
1: I think we get the you have like one big piece in the middle when they go rescue the dad right or uh what's his name scarlet whatever david harbors oh yeah um yeah uh, uh, david harbors uh i don't yeah angry communist guy uh, red Baron. no (laughs) i don't know this is like we're talking about i can't remember the characters it doesn't really matter but anyways um that's kind of the big piece in the middle and then again kind of quiet until they get on the big helicarrier and even then that's pretty subdued until it's not, right? Right. Um. But it is. It was a big Marvel piece, right? It starts off one of the better beginnings of a Marvel movie. Remind in a me, while. it's been a while. Like, What's the beginning? What's the I, beginning so of it scene? starts with them as kids, and it starts with oh, them right, like, right, around right, the yeah. dinner table, and they have to escape. And David Harbour gets to, right. It and like it zooms in. You're like, oh, he's just playing himself in Stranger Things, right? You see this very like very 19 you know uh Norman Rockwell like kind of yeah yeah you know but you but you see that sort of thing and then it turns into this big sort of spy movie uh and i and i had already said this like winter soldier was is my favorite marvel movie and this had a good big old dash of winter soldier in it yeah you know um you've got that you know the Taskmaster character is very similar to you know what you see with Winter Taskmaster. Soldier. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ta- Taskmaster very close to Winter Soldier. Right. Also, you have
0: thing. like hide secret hideaways, uh, right. uh, Remote locations, safe
1: room. Yeah, you know, you know, like all of that is in there. Um, I really i i enjoyed it. I um, it it made me go. Well, why do they have to why do they have to kill her off? This is this could have been a great next adventure for her that would spill into the next part of Marvel movies. Um, But instead, you get her sister becoming Mm -hmm. sister in quotes, becoming the next I'm assuming Black Widow. Mm -hmm. Right. But she was great, too. Great, great actress. Great sort of like. Um, I liked the sort of interplay back and forth between her and Scarlett Johansson, like those two characters about like, you did this, you just landed and you did that thing. And why did you, why do you do that when you land, like poking fun at the superhero landing? And- it,
0: it It is also very um, culturally based in a sense of what happens when a person assimilates into a different culture, especially in American culture, and how other cultures look at that, that you mentioned that right. I did that. It's very like, Oh, so you're, um, instead of being like, Oh, so you lived for America for three years and now uh, you like, uh, hot dogs and cheeseburgers. It's like, Oh, so you've been a superhero. So now you must do like some crazy landing. So it's almost like <laughs> what happens when you assimilate into a superhero culture? Yeah. You know, even though you're not really technically a, necessarily a superhero in the sense of that, what happens when you become an American, even though you're culturally something different? Right, and she I, kind of I, plays that stick up, yeah, as you said. Yeah, that's, that's and great.
1: I, I really, I, I thought it was fun. Um, I thought, I wish we would have gotten. I mean, I guess Taskmaster isn't dead. Um, right, she lives. The Black Widows, all of the other Black Widows, kind of rescue Taskmaster. It makes me wonder, what do you do with that character, right? Which I think, really, to see Taskmaster fight the Avengers would have been super fun, right? But the problem is, and this is what we've created, you can't pit the Taskmaster against the Hulk or Thor. You can do
0: a Sinister Six. You can put him in a Sinister Six.
1: Her. Yeah, that'd be fun. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. But like, that's, that's the thing where, are like. That's the thing that we run across in these movies is, well, if Thor shows up, well, it's game over. It's yeah. done right game over man thor's here man game game (laughs) over but but i thought it was a really it was good you take her away from the avengers that's always the thing with a character who's not super powered right how do you get her away from all of the super powered people who could just solve the issue right and as as the marvel universe gets bigger and bigger and bigger that becomes harder to do and it becomes harder for you and I to suspend our disbelief that she wouldn't just go, bloop, 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 bloop. Hey, man, uh, yeah, yeah. Captain Captain Marvel, can you show up and help me with and this? And they always right? do that
0: thing in the movies where it's like, oh, where's Thor? Off world. Where's this? Missing. What is this? Uh, uh, Insane. You know, they have to give yeah. that brief, and they, they do it quicker and right. quicker. And this is something that I, I think we started talking about way back in when we started doing this podcast, like 2014, and these movies were still not in their infancy, but they were still building, like, that second phase or whatever it is. Right. Is that, like, when does it get to the point when, like, it was in the 90s? Because comic books used to always be, like, they'd have that, um, uh, uh, call Thor. And they'd be like, can't call him. And then the corner would be like, see Thor 207. Right. And so they were, they were, they... They were keeping the continuity together. But as the 90s went on, that just disappeared. That just was something they didn't even do anymore. And Wolverine could be in four different books doing four different missions. And now we're seeing the movies spend less and less time trying to qualify why this character is on their own or why aren't they teamed up with this person. And I think we're going to see more and more of that of just suspension of disbelief in the sense that
1: they can't do it i I think that we're gonna see way more pairings Mm. i think i think we're gonna get away from because you've seen it like dr strange is gonna show up in spider-man uh wanda is gonna show up in the dr strange movie right so like i think we're gonna see more it's not my movie anymore it's my movie and this character comes in I feel like black widow is this movie where we go like, okay, we're going to put it in this time frame where she's on the run, right? Cause they placed it in the period of time after civil war where Steve Rogers is hiding out in Wakanda. She's wanted, she's not talking to iron man. Um, Hulk is been off, Hulk is off world at this point. Thor's gone. Right. So they put it in that sweet spot. And the Marvel movies where she can be by herself. Right. Right? Um and then she was doing something that was personal and still be age family. and still be
0: age appropriate without digitally, you know, doing a bunch of stuff too. Right. It worked that really Right.
1: Well. Right. So I I I really enjoyed it. I dug it. I thought it was fun. Um it makes me wonder at the end when Julia Louise Dreyfus shows up, this movie was supposed to come out before uh the the Bucky and Falcon show, right? Does Julie Louise the show up? Is that a sting at the end? Yeah, it's a oh, stinger at don't the think end. I I saw
0: the stinger at the end.
1: Oh, she comes up to recruit uh, Black Widow's sister.
0: Oh, okay. Okay, you're going to like so what they like, do with that then, because that's going to be all espionage between the U.S. agent and... Uh, right,
1: I think that'll be a fun sort of little thing with her being this character. Um, so I, I thought, I, I, I enjoyed that. I, I'm interested to see what comes next. I thought she was a good actress. I think she played the role well. We're just in this spot where like we're passing the torch and it's this weird in between, right? Um Shang-Chi is not out yet, but I'm curious like I finally saw something where it looks like Iron Man is in it, but he's not in it. Like well, I think they're testing out the star power of their new cast and
0: pairing them together yeah. and then once they see who can carry something on their own? Maybe you might get another individual thing uh, right, once they right. realize. Oh, people will come just to see this person. Um, yeah, I thought it, I really I, I thought it was good as well. I, I wouldn't. I'd put it in very to the, it's middle, in the middle. The middle, yeah, yeah, maybe middle back half. Um, uh, I I love David Arbor. I, I think he's
1: fantastic as David Red, Red, Guardian, Red Guardian.
0: Red he's, Guardian. Red Guardian. Red I love him and everything he does. He just seems.
1: Even like, even the terrible Hellboy movie he's in, he's
0: great in it. He's great in it, and I so bummed that cause he he's a great Hellboy, and it's just like, come on. You have the guy that's the hardest part about Hellboy is casting yeah. Hellboy and you had the perfect you cast. But he had an horrible script. Yeah. You had Al yeah. Swearington as the <laughs> BPRD guy. You can't right? beat the casting
1: on that. No, no, it's great. So I, I really enjoyed it. I'll be interested to see what comes next. Now, we haven't talked all of Loki yet? Have we? Did we talk? No, about we didn't talk. I don't, we didn't talk any Loki. I think we talked so about trailer. I,
0: wanna,
1: I think I want to talk a little bit. I want to talk a little bit about Loki. I mean, I know it's over, but I think it ties into what's next for Marvel, right? So, Black Widow kind of hints at what's next for Marvel. You've got, you know, the new Black Widow showing up. You've got this Julia Louise Dreyfus character coming in and being sort of this anti Nick Fury, right? Like she's collecting her uh next phase of what it's not shield but whatever it is that she's doing right and then we get loki mm-hmm. which was a blast i which enjoyed you
0: know a lot of people well i don't know a lot of people but I, I feel like there isn't this kind of renowned cheer for loki like you got for wandavision in a little bit to lesser degree to uh captain america winter soldier uh or falcon winter soldier it, it is um people I think liked the first episode and then they were like, what's what's happening here? Was this shot during COVID? Because it feels uh, like the sets I, are I all believe, indoors and, and like I a believe smaller
1: cast. And It was. I think like it started during it and then it... Yeah, yeah.
0: This, the, um, the, the the shooting scale feels smaller than some of the other movies. It feels very like studio-based with a lot of, you know, green screens and and things yeah. like that. And like several episodes, there's very few set pieces in this entire series but it is only what right six episodes six
1: episodes but in your six or seven and you're playing in this sort of it it's a very stanley kubrick sort of office that they're hanging out Yeah, right It very uh, much reminds me of like the shining you know
0: yeah we had said that it's like uh, what's his name um uh rushmore um Oh yeah. 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 Uh, we're bad at home. Oh, I can't standard, Wes Anderson, Wes Anderson standard, standard comic, Stanley Huber, comic right? exposure. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I really, I really dug it. I'm going to tell you what I thought was the best part, uh, was, um, seeing our good pal, uh, Kang yep. and seeing what's good. I, he's going to be uh, one that actor is great. Yeah. He was great. In, uh, in, Oh shoot the HBO show country uh county what is Love, it the... lovecraft. lovecraft yeah lovecraft country G- like he was fantastic in that he like played this sort of goofy character and so i like i'm excited to see the multiverse version of his kang like an actual evil bad guy um i'm stoked if that's who the next mini big bad is for a while because i don't think you can do thanos i don't think you could drag out a villain for. 10 movies again.
0: Yeah. I, I, I think, well, well, we'll talk about the bigger uh, repercussions of, of, Loki, but I agree. Kang was my favorite. And I love how, because they're doing this in series. Now you can give him a 20 minute scene of talking. Right. Right. In and the, it was in the climactic episode where it yeah. usually be replaced with the big action fights. The right. whole climax of this whole series was a long conversation of exposition. Right.
1: And it was great. It was, it's it's so so weird weird to
0: have the climax, be exposition. It was a bold and he holds it down.
1: His acting is fantastic. That whole piece, that whole ending of it was great. But so we've opened the multiverse, right? Like that's essentially what Loki does as a, as a series is, is upends the multiverse. We now have more to deal with. Um, There are more realities. We saw them play with it a little bit in uh end game, right? Because Hulk goes back in time, talks to uh the former sorcerer supreme and sh- they're like uh you can't Kate Blanchett is like if you do this it messes up this this and this and he's like I got to I gotta do it and so we see that that's continued why they... in
0: in WandaVision as well.
1: Right? right. And so I'm I am interested to see what happens with this sort of multiverse. I mean we know you that's what's giving us Spider-Man this is what's going to give us um, Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange is going to be in the in the Low-key multiverse season two. Yeah, this is what's going to give us. Uh, I think this is what's going to give us the Fantastic Four. Yeah, I think that's how you do the Fantastic Four. They're stuck in the multiverse, or they're stuck. I think the whatever the quantum realm, right? Like that's that's because that's how you time travel is through that quantum realm, right? Oh yeah, it's um, also
0: going to be. Uh, sounds like the um, uh, the Ant Man movie, right? movie as well. Yeah. So ultimately, it's gotta be like, like I said. Like Kang is going to be like the mini boss before the big boss. The big boss has gotta be Scarlet Witch, right?
1: Like house, I don't know, like House of M thing towards the end. Does she go bad? I don't know. That that'll be interesting to see. I mean, how they do. I mean, you're you're hitting a do bunt. You tr-
0: you're hitting a bunt for House of M right now. Like it's all lined right. up for you.
1: Right, but but that means you've got to bring. Are they ready to bring? everybody in not
0: not yet but in like six years when this actually happens seven years yeah. it will be i say you, yeah. I, I i i think you're gonna see the fantastic four within the next two years and then within the next four years uh, you'll see uh, uh mutants
1: yeah i think that i think that'll happen quicker than not yeah right because you can't although i'm gonna go see the eternals although i although oh, I, think I forgot Sh- about Sh- the
0: eternals i'm really yeah, excited although, for the eternals
1: Although I think Shang Chi looks fun, right? I don't know that that's what's going to carry. I don't like those aren't characters that people know to sort of build the next phase. Can if we're I not can gonna... I tell you
0: the summer when I was at home and I was watching the TV, I could not tell the Snake Eyes and Shang Chi trailers apart when it would come on. I'd be like, I don't which which one is this? Is this Snake Eyes or Shang Chi?
1: Uh, Renner and I went and saw Snake Eyes. Uh-huh. Uh, it was fun, yeah, but. They're just and it's a Kung Fu movie and I'm excited for it because that's what I wanted. Remember when when they were doing all the Netflix shows and they got uh, Iron Fist and I was like, oh, this they could do a Kung Fu movie. This could really be it. And they didn't. They didn't. They could have nailed it and made the they could have really leaned in and done it. So I'm hoping that that's what we're getting with Shang-Chi is like a straight up. let's do a a Kung Fu movie and let's, let's like, let's lean into this. Like Um, actually have like
0: hire the, the best, the best martial arts coordinator. The action
1: stuff looks really good. The, the, the preview stuff looks really good. I'll be, I'm excited to see it. I think it comes out in September, right? Yeah. It comes out next month Mm -hmm. because July was black widow. August was nothing for Marvel. September is Shang-Chi. October is nothing. November is the Eternals. Okay. So I'm, ex- I'm excited to see it. Um, I just think it's going to be, I just want to see some, I just want to see Marvel do something different. And I think Shang-Chi is going to be them doing something different. So I'm, it I'm
0: interested is, in that. It is nice to to see something. Uh, I think, you know, six years ago, we would have said the opposite. We were like, I don't need the origin story. Just give me, like, the characters interacting. But, but it's been a while. It's been a while. And so, yeah, it's been a while. I want to see the origin story yeah. of things, especially a character
1: that I don't know much about. Like, I need to see the
0: right. origin story.
1: Right, right. Um, so uh, Loki was fun. I enjoyed it. I'm excited to see where it takes the rest of the universe. I want Alligator Loki to be a real thing always and forever in my heart. Um, but it was it was fun, I yeah. think. I'm glad they're doing a season two. I'm curious, like, what do you do with that? What is Loki, Loki's now found himself in a world with? That's, I think, is the tough part is because you've built these shows and they're supposed to give you flavor of what comes up next. So I'm curious, how do you write a sequel when this show just set up something? Yeah. And that that
0: something is going to play out somewhere else. Because it seems like you're giving away at least what stakes can't happen. I mean, there's going to be a Loki show. Loki is a titular character. So between this season, which could go anywhere, and next season, Loki is going to be survived. Loki is not going to have any other probably huge part in, I
1: guess I I don't know. Well, I think that's the thing is you go like, okay, so how do you write the sequel to this when it's dependent on, because this was designed to set up stuff. Yeah. Well, now you've set. Now that stuff is in motion. I guess you just use it to set up more stuff. I I don't know. It's just this weird sort of place to be in. I like. Uh, so I like.
0: I like female Loki.
1: Female. Yeah. Female Loki was good. Female Loki so let's, is
0: right up Travis's uh, alley.
1: <laughs> right up Travis's alley. Uh, so let's Sophia talk. Sophia
0: DiMartino. Um, Martino.
1: Great. Great accent. Mm-hmm. Wonderful accent. I'm a sucker for the British accent. Gotcha. It's just. Right. Kate Nash. I, I don't. I couldn't even tell you what Kate Nash looks right. like, but when she says trainers, mm. trainers, get
0: trainers uh, uh, So,
1: should we move over to DC? Let's jump I over to DC. You, you didn't see it. I didn't see Suicide Squad. It's been if it weren't like a hard R, it would have been watched several weekends by now. But oh,
0: yeah, makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a
1: hard R. Renner can't watch it, and so by the time I go to turn it on, it's either too late or. Like I will go. Okay, I'm going to watch it this morning, and then Runner's like, "Oh, I'm done playing Fortnite, so I not I, I haven't watched it yet. But go play,
0: for, but go I play want, more video games.
1: <laughs> go play more video games. Uh, but I do want to watch it. But go ahead, tell me what you think of it. Well, I mean, yeah, this is. I, I think this I, is uh, gun coming over. Yeah, it's making... gun. It's very gun.
0: It's yeah. uh gunnerific. It, it, it's it's R-rated uh, Guardians it, of the Galaxy. It, yeah, it's it's yeah, exactly. It, it's absurdness. Um, uh, it's weird. I, Best character. Uh best character. Uh Ratcatcher 2.
1: That's the thing. I have no idea what you're talking
0: about. Yeah. So I'm <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Ratcatcher 2. Um brings a lot of heart grounds the movie. Uh hadn't seen her before and anything that I can remember. Um really good job. Um, I would say that it's it's weird. I, I enjoyed it. Again, I had a really fun time. There's a really kind of fun with you know, they tell you this at the beginning of it. Like Stario is a big, the big starfish creature yeah. thing is a, a a a big part of this movie. So it is very, um, pulpy sci-fi aspects to it that is very James Gunn. Is like, a
1: Green Lantern in it? Because Stario is definitely like no,
0: uh, no Green Lantern isn't in it. I'm other so anyway. oh, stuff.
1: okay. I don't want. To, well, you can spoil. It. I don't care if you spoil it for me. That's fine, but. Uh, cause I'm not watching it because There's I can't really not it.
0: much. to spoil. it pretty much goes the way you would imagine it okay. to go. It's just the, the quips along the way as it for, yeah. any James Gunn, all film.
1: the Easter, all the Easter eggies in there. Um, I read that this clearly like throws away the Snyder verse that it definitely goes like, yeah, we don't care anything about that.
0: I'd have to think about it some more, but I don't think so. Nothing stands out to me. I mean, it's, it's a, a pretty aggressive, like, not reboot, but clearing the deck and starting anew in the same universe that the first Suicide Squad was in. Um, you know, it's nice because Harley Quinn's character doesn't, like, do a lot of referencing to the Joker all the time. Um, if it is, it's tangential references. So they're not referencing that. I don't feel like they, they, well, I reference... guess it
1: ignores. maybe it's because it ignores it. Yeah. Know, right? I, yeah.
0: I don't, I just don't think it brings it up. It doesn't connect to it in okay. any kind of meaningful way, but I that's, think that's I think the, that's the, the beauty of the suicide squad because they've all been in prison. Right. So it's yeah. like, they're not connected with the events of
1: the larger universe. Um, and I so think that's a curious thing. I think that's a curious thing for me. It's like, I don't know what DC is doing because Marvel has been so an intentional might not be the right word. I, I do believe like Marvel's like, okay, that didn't work. Let's swerve and let's write this storyline. But, it, but it's all this. It feels like it's on rails, right? Mm-hmm. It feels like they're going somewhere and DC just doesn't feel like that. And I'm, I am super excited for the flash movie Mm. and i i can't i why am i excited because i want to see michael keaton as batman again I, I just want to see michael see... keaton
0: in a movie again
1: i i, I just want to see him the guy i he's well he's in one right now where he plays like a like a assassin oh yeah okay. go check it out i haven't seen it yet but i think i don't know if it's out yet or not but he plays like the he plays like someone who's training someone to be an assassin
0: oh like an old guy uh who's a, a badass like fighter like in yeah. his 60s hmm. that's original yeah
1: yeah yeah never seen that happen before uh but Um, I'm I am looking forward to the flash because I really want him to just blow it all up and see where it goes. Because I feel like that's what flash is going to do. Right. It's the reset button. But I don't know. Or it's the button that says, yep, there's a multiverse. It doesn't matter. Here's our Batman story over here. I think because
0: Marvel's doing continuity so well that I don't even care if DC does it. You know, it's it, yeah,
1: but I want them. I want them to just tell me that it doesn't exist because if you're gonna, yeah, the problem is like they're like, oh, here's our Batman move. Here's well, they our don't want they Superman don't want to commit because if
0: they ever have this huge smashing blockbuster hit, they want to be able to milk it, milk yeah. it off, off that. And so it's like they're they're they can't go come out and say, well, we're just kind of making these movies as we go along because. They're going to course correct as soon as there's a smash hit, if ever.
1: Yeah. Well, that's a, like, that was a thing. Like, um, I I don't know. Like, Wonder Woman, I feel like they kept things going because that first Wonder Woman movie was so big. And they're like, oh, okay, we got to keep these characters. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. Um, And then it just, it just.
0: Wouldn't it be? Look, I
1: watched. Uh, I watched the four-hour Snyder yeah, cut. Yeah. I watched Wonder Woman too, as well. Yeah, it wasn't as good. It, uh, it would
0: it be great if you lived in a world where a huge studio put in millions of dollars in the movie could just be like, listen, we're trying to find our voice. So we have all these projects in the in the works. We're looking for the thing that connects, and then if we can take, if we can diagnose what it is that people like about that, then we can recreate it in a way that is a larger universe. But right now we're just kind of throwing stuff at the wall.
1: Well, I think that they could, if they were just saying like, let's not make them connected, then yeah. you could play, you could, that's why I think like flash is your character where you go like, Oh, guess what? You like this movie that was in one universe together. You like this movie that was over here. Now flash brought them together. Now they exist together. And they do that
0: in their animated movies. They're really like yeah. nonchalant about being like, Hey, we're just taking this run and we're going to make it into an animated film. And it's going to be yeah. 75% the same. And then, different yeah yeah
1: anyways should i watch suicide yeah Squad yeah yeah yeah, I yeah.
0: yeah. Okay. hell yeah especially right. if it's at home um okay. i would say go to the theater it, it of course like mini movies it's 25 minutes longer than it should be um yeah. uh, Isn't it every? uh james gunn you, you do feel a little exhaustion with that type of comedy in action um yeah. but the the actors they get to play these characters are, are very charming um um uh, Idris Alba is great, very Idris Alba. No, Did you ever see that YouTube thing where the uh where the guy's playing Idris Alba? Bitch no. um, Idris Alba. Bitch up. Um, I'll send it to you later. Okay. A little off air conversation. All right, so it um, takes care of the DC
1: universe. But That's... we know we forgot to talk about we forgot to talk what if. We forgot to talk oh, about yeah, yeah.
0: take that, yeah are take that right. Rewind. I back?
1: only watched was there are there two episodes there are out there? Two Third I watched the out. first one with, with Peggy becoming Captain Carter. What do you think? I thought it was fun. I thought it was a blast. It was good. I enjoyed the sort of what if aspect of it that it was like I it's this. Love, I mean, it's the, intro. Love the intro. Love the intro. I want that dude in a movie. Yeah. I want the I want him playing the watcher in a real I want him Watu the Watcher in a real movie.
0: Uh, they better it, do it, the it feels like with their over narration and the graphics they do kind of the beginning. It does feel like you're opening up a what if book. Like you get it that. Does. Like you know, even if Stanley was alive, maybe they wouldn't have cast him in that because it's like, hey, true believers, uh, and right. they need something a little more gravitas. But it does feel very soapboxy, where you're kind of it getting does. this. You're entering, or maybe
1: Twilight Zony, You know,
0: like it does feel very
1: Twilight Zony. I would agree with you. He does have that sort of like very sort of like narrator, twilight zone, voice. voice. Uh, but look, he was great in Westworld. Um, I'd love to see him, you know, be watch you, the watcher in a, in a, in a real movie. Um, but I, thought it was fun. I, I really enjoyed it. I think the animation is really good. Um, the voice acting was really good. Like everybody was, I thought it was interesting. Uh, I really enjoyed uh, Iron Man being then and having it be uh, Steve Rogers, and having it feel very much like Iron Giant or... um, Even his look,
0: even his aesthetic was very Iron Giant. Yeah,
1: I I really did dig. I thought that was a ton of fun. I really enjoyed that. I
0: like how they kept kept their... It was really kind of a, a, a touching idea that, you know, it doesn't matter who is in the driver's seat, a connection is a connection. Right. Um, so we got to see a love story play out in the Marvel universe and then the what if universe. And we realized it, it's kind of this cool, like, Oh, these two were destined to be together. It doesn't matter who became like who, who was the superhero who, yeah. and who became this. It was, it was really nice to see that. And it was very touching. Uh, and again, um, heart, there's heart to it. Like you feel. Yeah. yeah.
1: What uh, was the second? What was the
0: second one? The second one was the, um, if black Panther uh, was T'Challa was star Lord. Oh, okay. Yeah, really How's fun. It's really fun. It, it's because it, it's in space, and you get to uh, go to the celestial planet, and the um, not the taskmaster or toy maker, the collector. Yeah, is a big part of it. So you get that weird sci-fi space Easter eggs.
1: Um, awesome! I want to watch that one. Tomorrow. Yeah, T'Challa
0: is, is a very charming character. He takes on uh, a bit of Peter Quill, but he still has that internal like Boy Scout. Yeah, uh, feeling to it. So I actually like that one. I guess that one is more fun. Okay. The 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 first one might be a better crafted story. I don't know. I don't, I've only seen them once. I've only done one viewing of them.
1: Uh, I think Runner and I watched that one. We watched the uh, other one. Um, so we'll probably watch that one tomorrow. I've been watching
0: them on, my... them on my iPad just because that's what I have to. You know, I have my TV yeah. and stuff. I'm looking forward to watching the series as it comes out, and then putting the ones I like on the big screen with the surround sound mm. when I get my stuff yeah. in.
1: Yeah. So, uh okay, so we've got a little bit of what, what if action. We talked a little DC, we talked some Marvel movies. All right, my man. Lay it on me. He, let's go back to our youth, Travis Rad. Yeah. Let's go back to childhood. Let's talk He-Man. Let's talk He-Man. He-Man. I, I watched the first episode. Yeah. I haven't I didn't get any farther than that. I know you watched a limited series. Did you watch all of it?
0: Yeah, so it's it's in two parts, and they had the first five episodes came out. They're half an hour long, and then the second five will drop at some point this year, probably yeah. or next year. Um, uh, I I I watched it. Um, I mean, I was I was big in the He Man action figures, and I remember catching yeah. some of the cartoon shows. Um, but. I like, like you, I like a swords and sandals fantasy. And He-Man right. kind of scratched that itch for us when we were kids. Um, I don't think this, this this leans a little bit into that. It's, it's this road trip story. Um, it's this, this, I don't know if you've been following, it seems to have blown up the internet. as this very controversial thing, uh, this He-Man thing. And I was like, well, to me, I wasn't compelled to watch all five episodes, but I watched them. I I was talking about this with someone and they're like, "Do you recommend it?" I go, "I don't know if I'd recommend it. I it's not something that I'd like got to watch, he man. Um, but I watched it and I'm not upset. <laughs> you know? I thought <laughs> I thought the animation was was cool. I thought it was fun seeing those characters. It, it, it was kind of... It was it was a real n- a hit of nostalgia. You know, they, they do play up the, the female characters a lot more, and it becomes their story. Yeah. Um, they do some interesting things with He-Man. But I think there's, again, there's some great moments of heart in there. Um, am I dying to see the next five? No. But when they come out, will I yeah. watch it? Maybe.
1: Yeah, I, I watched the first episode, and Ren and I were watching it, and then all of a sudden, He Man dies or disappears or whatever happens, and we're like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> like, we were watching, we were watching it one day during dinner, and we watched it, and we're like, "Okay," but we just, it was that thing where we didn't feel like we had to go watch the next episode. It wasn't something that sort of like yanked us in. Like, we watched the when they redid the Dark Crystal, mm-hmm. Ren and I literally, or I guess they did a prequel to the Dark Crystal Remember that yeah, Netflix. I only show? watched one episode. Mm-hmm. Renner and I watched every single one like it was like Game of Thrones and we were addicted to it. Like we got it was like we were compelled to watch that one. I did not. I didn't feel that with this first episode. Um, So I don't I don't know. I we might go back and watch a little more of it. Um, I do love the sort of sci fi sword and sandals element of it. Um, Yeah, but they do bring it
0: like the the tech aspect does become probably more so than I remember it being in He-Man. So that's kind of cool if you like that sci-fi stuff. You know, Henry yeah. Rollins gets to play uh the voice of a kind of a cult tech leader, which is kind of fun. Um, Ooh, Henry
1: Rollins? That's fun. Yeah. Does he um, does that did does he ever say uh does he do any spoken word poetry?
0: No, but I think he starts talking about uh SoCal Punk somewhere in the middle of no, it. Uh, does he say
1: anything? Does he say anything about a TV party?
0: <laughs> we talk uh, about uh, it on a Pop Bonsai podcast, how if you have a music documentary, Henry Rollins will be a talking head in them in that documentary. He has to. Yeah. He has to. Him, it's like a in Lawrence, his contract. Uh, and also I also <laughs> said the guy from Anthrax. He's less than less... uh, Scott Ian? Yeah, yeah. Scott yeah, Ian Scott used Ian. to be in all of it. Yeah, yeah. All yeah. of them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about, uh, what, what have you been reading, man? You've been, I mean, you've been on a plane, you've been moving, you've been going on. Yeah, Sometimes I mean, I haven't been reading to... a
0: lot of comic books. I, 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 I have gotten back into, I thought I'd finished the series, but I realized I didn't. I was really into when it was coming out. It was almost over when I started reading it. But I had, I had read like the first three volumes of Jason Aaron's Scalp. Okay. Scalp. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Scalped. Um, scalped. 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 I'll have the scalps. Um Potatoes. Scalp it. it. <laughs> and so, but of course, it'd been like seven years or five or six years since I'd read those first three volumes. So I started reading those again. So I've been slowly getting through those, really enjoying that, uh, especially after having read so much more Jason Aaron since then, I get to really see where the, he, he got a start kind of in that world. It's even, I would say early Jason Aaron is leans a little bit more towards Garth Ennis than more recent Jason Aaron. Um, but really cool. Uh, and then I've been reading a lot of novels. I read that, uh, adaption of, um, uh, once upon a time in Hollywood, uh, one of my favorite movies come out like the last five years. I love that movie. The novelization written by Quentin Tarantino was really fun and really cool, uh, take on a movie novelization. Um, uh, I've been reading some, a collection of sci-fi dystopian short stories. which has been really great. Um,
1: uh, well, that sounds right up my alley. You yeah, have to yeah. Send me, You got to tell me what that is.
0: Yeah, and in fact, I'm pulling some for class. I'm actually starting off this this. Uh, I, I, it was it was a quarter. I think I'm doing it like a whole semester of sci-fi, learning literature through the sci-fi, uh, speculative fiction, dystopian, uh, science fiction, soft, hard, and just kind of using that to teach skills with. So I'm collecting a bunch of these kind of um, classic sci-fi stories and this one And what's really great if you go onto Etsy. You can, and you search uh, sci fi pulp magazines. There are people who sell PDFs of like 10 a 10 year run of you know these sci fi pulp magazines yeah. for like 17 bucks. So you get the PDF of all these magazines. So I'm going to incorporate that into like that digital classroom where like they have to go and f- like find, like, yeah. search through all of them, find something, and like find the elements. That seems in it
1: seems interesting. That's it. I like, I'm. I, I, that's cool. I might have to go check that out on Etsy yeah. find. and find. Now you have to send me some links. You've yeah. mentioned it. You uh, yeah, yeah. And, and then stuff.
0: finally, I uh, uh, have you ever heard of the uh, um, uh, novelist uh, Don uh, Winslow? Mm-mm. He writes kind of like these noir, noir, noir like surf books. Kind of, okay. they're all surf books.
1: He, they did a movie of his. Oh, you savages. know, what? I think I think you told me about one. You said it would be a good beach read, but I didn't. Yeah, yeah. It. And so
0: I'm reading another one where he's like this um, hitman, retired hitman who owns this owns this surf shop, and it's like gritty and stuff like that. So yeah, uh, not as much comic books other than scalp, but all things yeah. kind of in genre. I've been reading a lot of genre, just not necessarily in the medium of comics.
1: Yeah, so for me, I have been uh, reading old Hellblazer. So I've been reading uh, some Hellblazer runs. Which, uh, who are, which are you on now?
0: Which which run? Who's run? Oh,
1: uh, I'm on I'm on volume eight. Uh, I think it's still Mike Carey. Uh, no, no, that's later. No, I think it's Ennis is writing it. Okay, in eight. So I think he did seven was his first run on it. And I think eight is the second volume that he's, that he's on. Um, so I Those mean, that right now ones. that's the Ennis ones are good. Yeah. It's been, it's been fun. It's yeah, just, I think it's, like, I think know, it's less NS. I think it's, it's tempered down
0: Ennis. I think you would, I think it's maybe more like in your wheelhouse. Cause I don't, I know when yeah. he gets to do whatever he wants,
1: it's a little bit too much that's for a, you. Yeah, he goes, it takes like five steps too far, but I do. This has really been kind of a fun thing. Cause I, you know, the like we always talk about trying to fill those gaps in your comic book stuff. And for me, like DC in that sort of eighties, early nineties was just not you know, like I was either too young to read it or when the nineties hit if it wasn't image or the X-Men. Yeah. I wasn't I wasn't reading. Just go back and read that. That's been kind of fun. So talk to me about
0: uh, talk to me about Constantine, because Constantine's one of my favorite characters in comics. Uh, and yeah. we did I know you to watch the show, and you knew him kind of tangentially. We even did a couple of issues, but you've yeah. been reading this, and so we, yeah. we never really got to like share our love of Constantine, like talk about it as <laughs> a character. Like, what do you what do you like about that character? Because you can plow through those books pretty quickly. There's you something can, that, Const- that yeah.
1: I think Constantine's a fun character because he knows he's bad. Like he knows he's a bad friend. He knows he like is going to screw everybody over, um, but, but he's he not looking knows- for redemption of it. He's never looking for redemption. But he also knows he also knows like he has some skills that he has to use, right? Like he has to do what he has to do in order to protect people and save people. But he also knows that he's a he's a screw up, right? And like he's going to muck everything up. And I think that that's interesting. I like this sort of I like this sort of fun occult kind of witchcrafty stuff, right? Because it, it takes you out of comic books. Right, like I mean, it's very comic. But it's very pulpy. It's very yeah. comic booky. But like Green Lantern's not flying by, right? Superman's not going to show up. You're you going to get, get a Swamp Thing. thing. You, <laughs> might get a swan, you might get a Dead Man, and I love the dynamic
0: fun. between uh, John Constantine yeah. and Swamp Thing. The swamp Thing and, is always like, oh, really, John, you again?
1: Yeah, and I like Dead Man's fun too because Dead Man's like the ghost, and no one can see him except John, right? You know, what of I mean? midnight's so, fun. Yeah, so it's that's. That's a fun corner of DC, and it's it reminds me a lot of like, uh, having read um, uh, Animal Man and really digging that weird little corner that Animal Man hangs out in, or having read that weird. It is very British. It is. I
0: think it, I think it's Green I think it has Arrow. to do with the writers, those 2000 AD writers who were, who are writing right. it. You know, like the um, Grant Morrison's, the Garth Ennis's, those right. people who grew up on that kind of pulpy occult type stuff
1: yeah and then also like you know it reminds me that's that little world you know my my that run i i fell in love with that green arrow run as i'm staring at the giant omnibus you got me which is like breaking a shelf because it's so heavy uh but like those those little corners of dc are fun it's a fun little place to hang out in. And so those are the things that am exploring. I also... Uh, do you like a John reading... London... Do you like
0: a, uh, a John Constantine in... Do you do Constantine or Constantine, first of all?
1: It's Constantine. Yeah, I do. Keen, that's, wh- that's how I would say teen.
0: Uh, and two, do you prefer a Constantine in London or a road trip Constantine story?
1: Because he'll, um, he'll go other places. Yeah, I don't like... I don't want him in America. Mm-hmm. I don't oh, want you're him You're about
0: in to America. get him in America, I think. And, I know. And I'd
1: like... It's fine. I don't like. I don't like. America just seems like the America
0: one becomes very much preacher.
1: Yeah, that yeah. would be my worry, right? Yeah. I'd rather. I'd much rather him tool around Europe, um, and and just be. It's like I also think it's the X Files. Uh, X Files e ness of it. Mm-hmm. Like as someone who loved the X Files, and it's that sort of like, ooh, here's here's my monster of the week yeah. that I'm trying to. Well, they did a modern you
0: know, run. well not modern. Maybe like six years ago now, where he went to Mexico uh and that's it's kind of fun seeing him uh dabble in the
1: occult of different cultures, yeah it's very like b p r d right yeah. it's that very that sort of hellboy thing uh but that one's been fun i've also been reading jeff lemire has a a book out on um out on comicsology that's been kind of goofy kind of it's not goofy isn't the right word it's it's like it's a very, it's a dystopian future because that's what everybody's writing right now is dystopian future. But it's a dystopian frozen future. So it's just a, a tinge different, right? Because everything's uh, ice. Cooler art, uh, art variants in there, I'm sure. Yeah, but Jock is doing it, right? Oh. So Jock is the artist on it. So that's fun. It's uh, it's called Snow Angels. Um, yeah, I think you know, we're going to be doing that if that's coming out. Yeah. I think, in, I th- yeah, yeah. I think we're going to do that one. That'll be a fun one to do. We just did I've Sweet too, so to, it's going to be a Jeff yeah, Lemire year. yeah. I've been trying to just find what's new that's coming out. Batman 89 uh came out. Um I really love the art. Um yeah, you sent it, you sent me on Instagram a couple of those I
0: uh, didn't there.
1: love I didn't love the uh the story though. Okay, sorry. I was I was a little bummed at like the the story aspect. The art is wonderful. I didn't love the story. Um, there's also going to be, I don't know if it's out yet or not, but I'm looking forward to, there's a Superman 70, whatever. So like coming out right after that, the, the first Superman movie, um, sort of like a, a continuation of that story. Um, but you know, those are, those are the things that, you know, I'm just trying to find different little things to read. And I'm going to tell you what, like, since I've gone digital on comixology, there's always like some weird thing I can pick up and try yeah right we're all like oh let's try that let's try it let's see what this first issue looks at let's let's try oh here's some weird european you know sci-fi let's go mm-hmm. read that and and so i've been checking out little things like that and it's when some of those go on sale for like two bucks for a trade i'm like yeah i'll pick it up why not sure. if i love it awesome if i don't it was worth my $2 just to skim through it and check it out and look at the art and stuff. But that's kind of what this, you know, not nothing too deep. Uh, I backed. Oh, I'm reading a, a, a Dune prequel um, written by uh, Herbert's son and some other writer. Okay. So it's like, uh, you know how, like they talk about you read part of Dune where there's no robot, like they don't have any technology. So this is why so this is the this is the Butlerian jihad. That's what this book is about. It's okay. about the the war against the thinking machines. Okay. So it's far more it feels far more sci-fi. There's robots. There's right. like space battles. It's way more action-y than Dune is. Because Dune is never very action-y. No, right? It's the, like the, a
0: procedural drama without the procedure it's like it's like no it's it's like uh downtown downtown abbey
1: okay yeah i can see that and then there's like a big sci-fi set piece that happens yeah but it happens in like four pages and then yeah no it's more like
0: if he seizes power then we are all doomed everything we work for will fall into the sands you know and then it's like but if i put poison in his
1: meal (laughs) (laughs) it is very sort of like it's all very like Shakespearean top yeah. of thinking. It is, yeah, it is it is for sure. So I've been reading that's the novel I'm reading right now. I read a um over the summer I read a couple Stephen King novellas. Um those were kind of fun. One about a guy who like is uh his cell phone, he keeps thinking that he can like, call this uh, old dead dude who gave him a cell phone. And, mm-hmm. like, it's weird. I mean, a couple of them were pretty fun. Uh, it's been, it's, it was cool to kind of go back and, and read, you know, Is I, the one I with do the like, black
0: cat on the cover of the head. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I like, I'm a fan of Stephen King in short stories because he gets to get in and get out. Yeah. I think sometimes he's a concept he writes... guy,
0: and so it's a great place to. And he seems to have endless concepts. So
1: yeah, when you when he gets a free reign and the book is nine thousand pages, it's it's too much. It's too much for me. Yes. But yeah, man, that's what I've been reading. That's that's what I've been up to. All right, dude, we did it. Wow, we packed it in today, Josh. We Ooh. we took that and we crammed it. Yeah, crammed it in the episode. We tightly wrung it out, rolled first. up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so.
0: Next episode will be another uh, comic book club episode. Uh, yeah. We'll, you know, we will, you'll know what we're reading when it comes out and you see the title of it.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that's kind of where, we're at. My, you know, like we said, Travis has just moved to a new place. I started a new job. So we're kind of like trying to figure out what's the, what are the books we're going to be Every couple reading. of years we have, we have a period like this in comic exposure, you know, where there's yeah. upheaval. There is some upheaval, but... We always need comic books in our life. Mm-hmm. And really, we just want to talk to each other. So you get to hang out with us. Um, so, folks, you can find all the episodes over at comicexposure.com or your favorite podcast app. Please subscribe, give the stars, give the like, tell your friends, do whatever. Um, do all of that good stuff. Uh, and, you know, it's always a pleasure. Travis and I are going to talk about a book on the next time. And then we're going to kind of get back into the routine of a book and uh, one of these. Yeah. And here's here's what I got for my next variant. Here's the next variant, Travis. We've done this before and we had a guest on to do it with us before. But I think we got to bring Dr. Dan back on for a variant episode and I'm going to pitch it right now. In fact, it's going to be a pitch club episode. Mm -hmm. I in our chat, I sent a picture from World's Finest which was okay. a Batman Superman team up. Mm-hmm. What I want is I want us to pitch Batman and who else. Okay. I want us to pitch a brave in the bold. Okay. What's your Batman and one other DC <laughs> character. What's your story. Okay. So we're going to, we're going to bring Dr. Dan on for that one. As we I feel like I'm an underdog
0: the- in this pitch club. I feel like I'm a brave and bold.
1: I feel a like I'm an underdog in this in this
0: pitch club because I'm not exposed. No, because to, I'm, 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 I, I like Batman. I've read a lot of Batman stories, not as big of a fan of a brave and bold. I, I haven't explored that. I know you and Dan are. I know it's like but it's like here's you're the thing, but you. here's,
1: here's what you're good at. You're good at picking a bizarro <laughs> yeah, character. Yeah, yeah to play off of somebody. So that's all, all you right. got to do. You got to who's the character to play off Batman. And what do you want that to be? So that'll be all right. next variant edition. is going to be that pitch club. Get ready for it, everybody. Uh, and so we, we bid you adieu. Thank you for hanging out with us and we'll see you next trade.